Ambition can be a really positive force, but it can also make you feel like no matter how much you accomplish or how hard you work or how much effort you're putting in, there's always more to do. You're listening to the Start Right Now podcast, and I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie. I'm excited to help you get off the sidelines and finally step into your calling. So let's get started right now. Welcome back to episode 35 of the Start Right Now podcast. Today, we are talking about ambition, which you know is something I love to talk about. But today, we are actually going to be noodling on the question, is your ambition actually the thing that is holding you back? Given the tagline of my channel, going from aspiring to actualizing your potential, I never thought I would be recording an episode talking about why this may not be the case. I pride myself on being ambitious. I've got big goals. I'm around a lot of ambitious people, and I really do consider it a very positive quality. It's a word for sure I know people around me would use to actually describe me. And I'm ambitious in every part of my life, whether it's to do with career or family or health and fitness. There are so many things that I am striving and working towards. Setting goals and competing with myself to do better is just a natural part of my day, whether it's how quickly can I wash these dishes or get these kids to bed or how can I be a more patient mom and wife today? It's an ongoing track for me of how can I be better and how can I do better? And it's worked out well. High ambition for me has meant high achievement. And maybe you can relate to this. Maybe that's why you found yourself listening to this podcast, because you've got big goals, big ambitions, places that you want to go. And for whatever reason, there are places where you're feeling stuck and you haven't quite got to the place that you'd like to be. I'm sure we can also all agree the things in our lives that we have accomplished probably wouldn't be so if we didn't first set out, whether it was very intentionally or whether it was in the back of our mind, the standard that we've set for ourselves in different areas of our lives, right? Goal achievement is about closing this gap of where we're at right now versus where we want to be. The person that you wish you were, the things that you wish that you had compared to where you actually are. Ambition is about the challenge of closing this gap. But what if I told you that this gap actually leads to feelings that cause you not to hit the goal? On the surface, this doesn't sound that surprising, but when I really process how true this was for me, it's a little bit eerie. I spent some time this week. I'm clearing out closets, making space. We're getting ready to be selling our home soon. So I've been going through old boxes and I stumbled upon all of these old notebooks and journals and binders of stuff back when I was printing documents instead of, let's say, saving them to the cloud of all these things that I wanted to do. And I have the journals and timelines to revisit what is it that I was feeling and experiencing at that time. And I can say when I look back where my goals were the loftiest relative to where I was, my actual emotional state was probably at some of the lowest points that I have had to date. I can recall feeling very frustrated. I can recall feeling disappointed, embarrassed, ashamed of all the places where I thought I should be farther ahead or should be achieving in a certain way and I just wasn't. I should have been further in my career. I should have been making more money. I should have been as patient as the next person beside me to land that job. I should have been on that list of 
top achievers, right? My ambition was eating at me, like it tends to do with all of us. Ambition can be a really positive force, but it can also make you feel like no matter how much you accomplish or how hard you work or how much effort you're putting in, there's always more to do. There's always a gap that still needs to be closed. Now, before I go railing on ambition here, I don't want to oversimplify because there's actually a lot of meat that we're going to get to in this conversation today. For me to place all the blame on this word of ambition would be a mistake because what we're really talking about here is about mindset as it relates to goal pursuit. In doing some research and thinking through how I wanted to approach this episode, I was doing a lot more revisiting of Roger and Maslow's hierarchy of needs and kind of self-actualization theory and whatnot. And I was surprised to learn a few things, which I'm going to share as we get going here. But the most interesting thing I came across is what surprised me the most. And that is the following. As somebody who thought the bigger the goal, the bigger the leap, the bigger the potential to take a step up and to start achieving, here's the fact line that hit me the hardest. The most important thing when it comes to making progress is less about how badly we want to achieve that thing as it is about feeling that we can reasonably achieve the thing and are worthy of it. Let me run that back. If we think about big goals and we're thinking about putting emphasis on effort, effort, hustle, hustle, how badly do we want to say we want this thing and use it as like the marker, What actually becomes more of a factor in whether we achieve those things is how we're feeling about ourselves right now and whether underneath it all, we feel like we are worthy of achieving that thing. So our sights being high is less of an issue here than the actual perception of where we are now being low. Our sights being high is where we're trying to go, where we are now, and in the middle of that is the gap, right? So It's less about the sights being high, more about the perception of where we are now being low. That is the factor of whether we actually achieve what we're set up to do. I know you feel this too. Sometimes ambition helps us to push for more, but it actually becomes like a bit of a trigger, an alarm, a hammering reminder at your door. Knock, knock, knock. You're not there yet. Knock, knock, knock. You're not where you want to be. We may even underestimate or undervalue the level that we have achieved as we think about this mountain of a gap that we need to climb and need to close. You may have done all these great things, but still feel like you are unqualified in your particular area of expertise, not yet ready to call yourself an expert or somebody who's even knowledgeable or somebody who has achieved some level of success compared to others in your industry or your peers and colleagues around you. So that's why it's very common for there actually to be a negative correlation between ambition and self-worth. Wow, we're really setting ourselves up here for a bad situation. Low self-worth shame and not being able to achieve the goal, disappointment that we're not there yet, negative emotions swirling around this process of setting big ambitious goals. So you're probably wondering the same thing I wondered. What's the difference? What's the difference in having an ambitious goal and being able to achieve it 
and feel really good about it versus moments when our ambition actually trigger us and have us spiraling on these negative thoughts. And that's the goods for the episode today. Today, we are talking about the state that you need to be in to be able to sway on the right side of that line. We're talking about how do we get ourselves into the optimal state to knock our goals out of the park and not be a victim of our own ambitions. We need to understand what's happening below the surface emotionally and mentally, because if we can all agree when we feel good, we do good. And when we do good, we feel good. We've got to get ourselves into a place where we can create that positive feedback loop and be totally in control of our emotions. Because here's what ambition looks like when we have no sense of emotional control. Feelings of low self-worth, of being inadequate, of being worthless or not enough because of where we are right now. All products, unintended products of excessive motivation. In this sort of negative loop here, the more we start to expect of ourselves, the less effective we become. Here's how that shows up in real time. And maybe you'll recognize some of this in yourself. I know I did. It can look like feeling shame or hiding things that didn't go as planned. Feeling like you can't share or talk about the places where you stumbled because you are so attached or your being is so attached to the idea of succeeding at that thing. Maybe you feel anxious about the thoughts of how others in your life, your family, your partner, your friends are going to perceive you or judge you for not following through or succeeding in this particular arena that you're, you're moving towards. Another way that it shows up is in your reluctance or your resistance to change course on your goal when things aren't going as planned. So we might feel the subconscious pressure to just follow through with plan A, plan A. But when the situation changes and a pivot is required, we're reluctant to move with the tide. You might get sensitive or offended in trying to defend or overcompensate for the fact that things aren't going as planned when you talk to other people. And it's a whole cycle of negative that serves you not at all. I often hear from people when they've got a big decision that they're going to make or when they've made a big stumble or even for any of the parents listening to this, when your kid does something to screw up, first thing they're thinking about is what are the people close to me going to think? Will they still accept me? Will they think less of me? And that's often because our worth, again, is attached to this idea of achieving things of doing things right, doing things perfect, winning, whatever it looks like on that achievement end of the spectrum. Ambition doesn't have to be the bad guy if we can get control of our emotions and we can start to be more mindful of where we're evaluating where we are right now. If we know that when we do good, we feel good. And when we feel good, we do good. We are responsible for engineering that energy ourselves. In Rogers and Maslow's work, they actually say that those who achieve their goals easily are those who accept themselves as they are. Those who do not set extreme goals, but aspire to be just slightly better. Then as they close the gap, they raise the bar just a little more 
and strive to become slightly better than that. They're creating this positive feedback loop and keeping their emotions balanced as they slowly advance towards a greater goal. So if your ambitions right now, and they're juicy, I still believe they should be juicy and awesome and big and bold. But if the first thing that you're working towards right now is miles and miles away, you may be setting yourself up for a situation where you wind up disappointed, feeling like a failure, feeling unmotivated by just how much you still have to go. If you can accept that where you are is actually okay, wherever that may be, however close or far that is, and make your next pursuit really just about being slightly better, and then stack goals like that one on top of another, we can be so much more effective in the long run. But we can't allow ourselves to dislike who we see in the mirror just because we're not constantly upping the ante every single day or just because we're, we haven't yet hit that marker that we've established for ourselves. There's a little bit of a trap of self-improvement and wanting to be better, better, better. But taking that energy, again, this is about energy. It's almost about tricking your mind of accepting where you are now, accepting that you're worthy now, accepting that the place that you're in now still makes you just as good a person, just as worthy a person, just as valuable a person. Ironically, that's exactly what's going to help you achieve more. They never talk about the fact that being wildly ambitious also means hearing no more often. It actually means failing more often, falling short more often. And if your self-concept as an ambitious person is so wrapped up in always being right, in being perfect, in winning, in never failing, and in achieving, that's where your problems are going to start. Your sense of value and worth needs to be separate from the moment when you actually hit the measure and instead no longer intertwined with the achievement. It's up to you to redefine ambition for yourself. And with every big goal that you set, you have to do the work to mentally and emotionally become resilient as well. If the higher we climb, the harder we fall, then in your climb, be prepared for that. Plan for that. Here are some things that you need to know for yourself. Make sure that the thing you're going after is something that you actually want and not reflecting society's expectation of what that term means to you and what you think achieving things is going to have people believe about you. You have to create your own definitions every time. It's something you hear me say often, but it's so important. And it's something I need to remind myself of consistently. Here's something else you can do. If you are using any if-then statements in your life, if I achieve this, then I'll be considered smart. If I can launch this, then people will respect me. If I could just start this business, then I can prove to myself that I'm worthy. If you're doing this if-then anywhere in your life, this conditional acceptance, change your tune to what about right now? What can I appreciate about myself right now? Why do I already have what I think I'm chasing, that ultimate goal, that emotion? Why do I know I already have it now? In our goal setting, in this pursuit of big things, 
we can get so caught up in chasing the outcome, chasing the part that we actually cannot control, whether we win that award, whether we get that promotion, whether this opportunity comes our way. We can't control those things. So putting all of our eggs into that basket, put of all of our stake and weight and worth behind this thing is going to strip you of your confidence. Start setting goals for the process. Start setting goals for the everyday activity that makes you more likely to get there. Start appreciating how what you have right now is exactly what you need to eventually get there, way down there. But today, let's focus on baby steps. Let's focus on just slightly better. And tomorrow, just slightly better than that. I never want ambition for me to be a dirty word. And I don't want that for you either. Because I also believe that fundamentally, our fulfillment comes from seeing our own evolution. But just like the evolution that happened with us as humans over the last, you know, millions of years and whatnot, give yourself time, be patient, and don't expect the biggest goals you have to happen for you tomorrow. Don't let your pursuit of all of these big things blind you from the fact that here, right now, today, what you have is pretty darn good. And somebody is looking to you as the marker that they're trying to hit. Appreciate where you are. Appreciate what you have. Set those big goals, but don't let them cloud your mind in thinking that, damn, you don't already have it all going on. I believe it, and I hope that you believe it for yourself. That's my message for today. If you liked it, share it with a friend. If you're not already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Make sure you subscribe so we can get in on sessions like these every single week. Until next time, get started right now.